The Gemara Masechta Yevamah Staf Lamed Zayin Amid Beis teaches us Yasal Ken Amar of Elazar Ben Yaakov Layisa Adam Ishur Medina Zu. A man may not marry a woman in one country Vielach Vyisa Ishur Medina Acheres and then go marry another woman in the times that one was allowed to marry more than one woman Shema Yizdavgu Zelazeb Maybe a son from the first marriage will, ma- will meet a daughter from the second marriage, and they're actually brother and sister. And they may end up getting married to each other, and we could end up with a terrible situation. We could end up with a situation where a brother may marry a sister. And as the, as Rashi explains, what does the Gemara mean when it says "Yes, Al Kain Amar Yehuda" by using the word "furthermore"? Because before we learned about Havchana, and by Havchana, it's indeed impossible to know who is the real father if a woman married was married to two men within a period of three months. There it's impossible really ever to know who is the true father. In this situation, however, where the man is marrying one woman and then he's marrying another woman, so it's much more possible that the two marriages, that the brother and sister will become aware one of the other, still teaches us because we need to be concerned about the repercussions of Chas V'Sholem, a brother marrying a sister, it should not, this is not, not allowed to be done. But as the Achroinim discuss, this has, its own, this halach applies only in very Specific situations. The base mayor in Evna Ezer, Sif Beis, Sif Yur Aleph, says that the entire Isser is only if the person is going to be married to two wives. That's what the Gemara says. But let's say somebody's first wife died or he divorced her, then this halacha doesn't apply. Why? Because if the first marriage ended, so then the person still has contact with his children from a first marriage. Specifically, if his wife died, he still has to care for his children. And therefore, this halacha would not apply. And the shame Aryeh, in fact, brings a raya to this Halacha, because there's a halacha, there's a whole simon in Shulchan Aruch Evan Ezer, simon Ayin Hay, which discusses the situation if a husband wants to move to Eretz Yisrael and the wife does not, according to the Shulchan Aruch, the husband may divorce his wife and move to Eretz Yisrael and he doesn't even have to give her haksuba. Says the Shemariyeh, but nowhere in that simon do we find 
that the Shulchan Aruch should say that we need to be concerned that he has wife and children and chutzlaritz, and now he's moving to Yisrael, and they may never be aware of each other. Obviously, says the Shem Aryeh, as the base mayor says, that when they get divorced or the marriage is terminated, then this halacha doesn't apply. However, Darcha Shulchan in Simon Aleph of Ebenezer Sif Chavtalid disagrees, and they quote Tajbats that even if the first wife died, the halacha is the he made this halacha of Laisa Adam Ishvim Dina Zuvi Yelch Vise Ishvim Dina Cheres applies. The only time the Tajbat says there's certainly no problem is if there were no children from the first marriage. Then we don't have this concern. The Sasemis in Masechta Yuma says that the Gemara here is only referring to a situation where the person was married to the first wife for a short time. and They had children, but it wasn't publicized that they have children. But if they were married for a while, and everyone knows that they had children, and now he goes and marries another wife, we need not be concerned. Furthermore, Doruch HaShulchan, that I quoted here in Evan Ezer, Simon Aleph, Sif Chavtalid, says that Bizman Hazer, we need not be so makbar on this halacha. The reason he says we need not be so makbar on this halacha, he says now we have Beidoyar. Beidoyar means male. There's communication between the two worlds, between the worlds, between the entire world. And therefore, even if there's a father moves to another country, and he left children behind in the country that he moved from, he's still in contact with them. And if he'll have children in his new place of living, they therefore will be aware that these individuals in the other country are their brothers and sisters. And therefore, we need, and therefore, we need not be concerned about this. And certainly, if we follow Dorach HaShulchan's line of reasoning, we could certainly assume that if Dorach HaShulchan said it in his time, when it was just Beidoyer, it was just old-fashioned male, the concern is no longer applicable. Certainly, one could suggest that Bizman Hazeb, where not only is there mail, but there's internet and all sorts of different ways that communicate, telephone, etc., we need not be concerned. And the question, obviously, is, why do we need to be discussing this halacha about when we know that people aren't allowed to have two wives, so certainly according to the base mayor, this concern doesn't exist. But what does this have relevance to us, Bismanazah? So all the Paiskim, as we will discuss in our shurim, say it has very significant relevance. The relevance is for adoption. Ramosha, in a tshuva, in Evan Ezer, 
Chelek Aleph Simen Zion discusses adapting a Jewish child. So first of all, he has to. He says, when one adapts a Jewish child, he has to be careful to know that the child is not a mamzer, because if Chas Vishalom the child is a mamzer, the child will never be able to get married to a regular Jew. But furthermore, even if one has established that the child is Baruch Hashem, not a mamzer, he says we need to know exactly who the child is. It's critical that we should know who the child is because otherwise we could end up having a brother marrying a sister or people marrying relatives that they may not be married to. Ramosha goes into that shuva in a discussion. Who is the person that could testify that indeed this child is a Jewish child? Ramosha seems to say that we should look to have two kashra edim, say edis. But Ramosha says that if there'll only be one aid saying Adis, we could rely on it. But Ramosha seems to take the position that in a situation where we only have one aid, it seems that Ramosha's position is that we should be careful that that we should do Geiris Misafik. We should take the child and do and be Megayer him. But Ramosha does say that we don't have to do, if there's one person saying that this child is a Jewish child, we wouldn't have to do Hatafistan Bris. We could rely on the Adim, on this one aid for that, for that, for that much. There's also two shuvas from Ramosha about this issue of adaption and notifying. So here Ramosha has number one taught us that we need to know who the child is because knowing who the child is is critical towards the halacha that we're learning that we shouldn't end up having a brother marrying a sister. Ramosha also has two very important shuvas about this subject. In Yeridea Chelek Aleph, Simen Kuf Samach Aleph, and Kuf Samach Beis. Ramosha says there that, again, it's critical to know that the child is not a mamzer. And even, says Ramosha, if we know for sure that the mother of this child was a single woman. So by being single, we obviously have avoided the problem of the child being a mamzer. But Ramayusha says we still need to be concerned. We still need to be concerned to know exactly who was the mother because otherwise, as we're learning in Al-Gemara, the concern comes up that you, this child may end up marrying one of his relatives. This mother of his, who indeed was a single girl when she had this baby, boy or girl makes no difference, indeed 
that resolves the problem of the child being a mamzer, but it doesn't solve the problem of the child one day ending up marrying one of his relatives. And therefore, there has to be somebody who knows for sure who is the who is this child that's being adopted, father and mother, that in case that in Mitzvah when this child gets ready to get married, we'll know for sure that he doesn't end up marrying a relative. Ramosha does say that if there's no one that knows who the parents of this adopted child are, we could still allow this child to get married, and we could rely on Roiv, that most people obviously are not a relative of this child. But, of course, Ramosha says, as we're learning in our sugya, it's much better to know for sure who are the parents. And therefore, Ramosha goes on to say that one could certainly suggest that it's much better that if someone is adopting a child, they should adopt a non-Jewish child. Because if the child is non-Jewish, then we have obviously no concern that this child will end up marrying one of his relatives. However, Moshe says, there's a different issue. The issue is that Ramosha holds that there's certainly no problem in being Megayer, this child, on Das, the adopted parents, even though, as we will see, there are Paiskim that maybe disagree with Ramosha, and they say that Cotton Matbil Moshe al Das Bezdin, but who's the Bezdin here? Ramosha seems to feel that there is no problem being Megayer, the child, but Ramosha goes on to a discussion, a very important discussion, that the halacha is, as we're going to learn in Mitzvah Shem, in Mesechtik Subis, that when one is Megayer, a child, when he's a cotton, Higdilu, says the Gemara, Yecholim Limchais. The Gemara says that they could protest and not accept the Geirus. And therefore, Ramosha says, what is important to do is to notify this child that he is indeed an adopted child, to notify this child that the Geiris, that, 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 that he was an adopted child from non-Jewish mother, and therefore he went through a Geiris, and therefore as soon as the child is 12 or 13 years old, when he's more, more likely not to be Meicha, not to protest his willingness to be Jewish, He'll accept upon himself as Jew, being a Jew. And once he accepts at that age upon himself being a Jew, that's what remains forever. Because Ramosha takes the approach, and this is the approach that all Paiskim say, that a Ger Cotton, once he accepts upon himself that he's a Jew, when he becomes Barabbas Mitzvah, that remains forever. So Ramosha then goes into a discussion. Ramosha goes into a very significant discussion that, why, that we need to indeed be concerned that perhaps this child, when they become a godl or a especially if they're not growing up in such a religious environment, might not be prepared to accept them themselves, the Ola Mitzvahs. 
And if they're not prepared to accept upon themselves Doyle Hamitzvah, then they're not considered Gerim. And what should we do? So Ramarsha comes up with another Eitzah. What to do when one wants to adopt a child who's not Jewish. He says what you should do is they should buy the child. Buying the child is an Evakanani, and we know, or a Shifcha Kananis. The halacha is that once one buys a child, and once, a ch- once one frees his Evakanani or Shifcha Kananis, they automatically become full fledged Jews like Aaron. And therefore, one could avoid notifying the child that he's adopted, notifying the child that his parents weren't Jewish. However, there's a number of problems Ramosha points out with doing this. Number one, there's an Isser, as we see in the Gemara in many places, L'shakr Avdai. So how could one buy this child as an Evakanani, as a Shifra Kananis, and then free him? There's a Pasuk of L'olam Behem Tavaydu that one may not free an Evid or Shifra Kananis. So to that problem, Ramosha says, that that Isser only applies if I had an Evid Kanani or Shifcha Kananis who were indeed working for me. So the Allah is that you're not allowed to free an Evid Kanani or a Shifcha Kananis. But says Ramosha in a situation that when I bought the Evid Kanani or the Shifcha Kananis, I had in mind that they would never work for me, that I'll buy them and I'll immediately free them, then the Din of Oilam Behem Tavoidu does not apply. But then there's another problem. Ramosha says, if one is adapting the child directly from the parents of the child, so there one could tell the parents and explain to the parents that even though we're adapting your child, I want to do this in the fashion of buying the child as an Evakanani or a Shifchakananis to avoid problems. And obviously, if it will be explained to them properly, it's fine. And if they agree, that's fine. But here, Ramosha says, there are a number of problems. Number one, most adoptions take place through an agency. So the parents gave up their child for adoption. The parents did not give up their child to be sold as an Evakanani or a Shifchakananis. Moreover, says Ramosha, we know that slavery is illegal. And therefore, how could you buy a child as a slave when, according to the Deen of the Malchusoy, there is no slavery? So he says, again, the very similar svara to what was said before, that when, that if one intended to indeed enslave these children, so there, you could only do it if, with the parents' express permission, if you didn't make this up directly with the parents, you have a problem with the legality where slavery is illegal. Here, it's only being done to, that they should become an Evakanani, Shifcha Kananis for the moment, in order that it should be able to be Meshachar them, free them, and that they would have no question with their Geiris. It could be to such a procedure, even if one did not speak directly with the parents, the parents would certainly agree. And furthermore, it's not considered 
going against the Dina the Mechusa because the Dina the Mechusa is only that you now enslave a person. Here there's no intent and indeed these people will never be enslaved. Bermaisha says, again, when one adopts even a child who's not Jewish and they go through the Geiris or they go through this process that we just discussed, we have to notify them who their parents are because if she's a girl, the Allah is a Geiris, whether it's a Geiris or whether it's a Meshukreris, may not marry a Kayan. And if the mother was a Jew and the father was a non-Jew, so even though that child is also possible kuhuna, number one, and furthermore, as we discussed in our Shir, in our Gemara, we have to be concerned about a brother and sister getting married to each other.